Hello, everyone. Welcome into Living Liberty Today. I'm your host, Charlie Earl. This is episode 51, Lying Eyes. Of course, that's based on the old line that, what are you going to believe, me or your lying eyes? And that's sort of what government asks us to do each and every day, and big corporations, I might add. They seem to be in cahoots against us little normal people. And so what are we to believe, what they tell us or what we see with our, quote, lying eyes? In fact, in that vein, I'd like to uh, bring to the fore some things like the FBI shenanigans that have been disclosed lately about their active involvement in a political, having political preferences and working to help the people they favor and uh, undermine those they don't. In addition to that, there have been all kinds of allegations and input about the fact that they keep setting people up to be fall guys for federal crimes. Uh, They basically, I guess uh, the example that is most clear to me, and it may not be verified yet, but of those six people that were indicted for uh, apparently planning to kidnap Governor Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan, there were six people indicted for their crime and various other related uh, offenses. There supposedly were 12 FBI informants or undercover agents working with them. Now, I don't know if you recall the old line about how do you describe or define a democracy. That's uh, two wolves and one sheep deciding what's for dinner. And it seemed to me like a two-to-one ratio of FBI-related people versus six other people would be almost like the wolves deciding to have um, a little leg of lamb for dinner. But we'll see how that develops and how it plays out. But there have been a number of other instances. And so I ask, having grown up as a youngster with the highest regard for the nation's premier law enforcement agency, you know, I grew up with Elliot Ness and beautiful black and white TV back in the day, Robert Stack played that role. But since that time, a lot of disclosures uh, have come forward about the shenanigans that J. Edgar Hoover got involved in and uh, subsequent to that. So it seems like the, I would put the misguided corruption that seems to be undergirding and undermining our premier law enforcement agency has been going on for a long time long time and basically because of government secretive nature uh, we haven't been privy to a lot of the stuff that goes on going on about your lying eyes another theme are the charges and counter charges relating to the vote quote audits in arizona georgia michigan pennsylvania and wisconsin One side says there's lots of damage there and proof of massive corruption and vote stealing. The other side says you're full of whatever. And uh, so they keep trying to minimize each other. I don't know that we'll ever get a a definitive answer that satisfies uh, all the questions about how those things were conducted and how, more importantly, they were counted. 
Your lying eyes theme continues with this January 6th committee. Uh, the Republicans proposed five people to sit on uh, Speaker Pelosi's inquisition. She rejected two of them. Uh, they since come back and withdrawn all five. Meanwhile, the Speaker supposedly is reaching out to selective Republicans that she wants to appoint to the committee, all of whom at one time or another have been critical of the former president. Uh, and I think at this point, everybody she's trying to tap to put on that committee voted for the second bogus impeachment. So we'll see where that goes on. Uh, will that hearing, will those outcomes, if there is, are any, uh, will they uh, influence the people where the people shrug them off as the same old, same old crap? So we'll see. Okay, I've got a few articles I'd like to recommend to you, uh, as I typically do on this program. One is from the Bill Bonner's Diary, and that's B-O-N-N-E-R-S, Bill Bonner. It's a four-minute read. It's an article, and it was from July 22nd, I should add. It's an article called Demise at the Hands of the Governing Class, and he talks about a number of ways the elites and the people who are in charge um, are, are destroying our nation, our livelihoods, our economics, and with their seemingly unquenched obsession for global government just so they can be in charge um, are, are really taking us down the tubes. Uh, I might add, I've had... You know, I've lived a number of years now, many decades. I've met a lot of people with Ivy League degrees. I've met many with advanced degrees from Ivy League schools. And I could tell you with, with humility, and this may not sound humble, but I can speak with all humility when I say most of them are dumber than a fence post. And, and I don't mean they lack intellectual capacity what i mean is they lack a sense of reality what they know is focused on a very narrow line it's like living your life on railroad tracks always condemned to stay on those tracks and never getting out to see the countryside and what surrounds you and i know it's a generalization to say that about ivy leaguers because they're not all that way but many of those that I've met and know from that environment are that way. And if you will look at who controls the levers of power in government or in the corporate world, you'll find that a lot of them are people with Eastern establishment degrees and advanced degrees, but more importantly, Eastern establishment connections and family relations. And uh, I don't, I guess, well, we, we, applaud, we applaud those entrepreneurs who went out without a college degree and built these massive companies and empires, for example, Bill Gates. But I would add that he, too, operates in a very narrow field of vision. Uh, he may have thick glasses, but he doesn't see much. His awareness does not extend beyond his desires and his arrogance about what he thinks is good for the country. So 
Admittedly, he doesn't have an Eastern liberal establishment degree or advanced degrees, but yet he suffers from the same mindset that they do. So uh, just because I was good at this one field in developing Microsoft doesn't mean I know everything about everything about everything that goes on. But yet they get that arrogance of power because he's got billions of dollars and he can bribe people to think his way. Another article I'd like to suggest to you, I get a newsletter called readynutrition.com. Uh, it, it's basically a survivalist approach. In other words, they, they, they have a lot of sales and things of that nature that somebody would want to stock up for the end times or Armageddon or whatever. Nevertheless, I enjoy reading it because there's a lot of useful stuff in there. Uh, the last one was six totally insane things will happen if our power grid goes down. So I would encourage you going to readynutrition.com and checking that out. As you know, two things I've been harping on pretty much for the length of this show for the almost nearly a year is that I'm very nervous about the reliability and stability of our power grid. It can be susceptible to so many things that can interact and affect it, put it down, or at least severely damage it. And so that's something I'm, I'm always worried about at some level. And, and, I, and I look beyond just losing electricity for a matter of days, weeks, months, or even years. I look at how do we get the simple things done that we do on an everyday basis without it. And if many of you are like, I live in the country and I have two wells but I have electric pumps, so I think at this stage it'd be worth my while to get another uh, one drilled or at least an addendum on it where I got a hand pump back from the old days. And uh, so that's something that's on my agenda going forward. But read those six things if you get a chance. It'll be worth your time. Another newsletter I get is from the Organic Consumers Association. And my, I remember my son-in-law and son accusing me of turning greeny. I'm not a greenie. I believe in stewardship. And these guys are against uh, big mega corporations that are basically, they believe, are corrupting our food supply with the things we put on our crops and on our fields and in our seeds and in our genetics and so forth. And uh, they have an interesting article in the July 24th. Uh, newsletter they put out. It's called Organic Bites, B-Y-T-E-S. That's the name of the newsletter. So you can Google it and find it. But they talk about who feeds the world. Where does that come from? And basically, they've got some data that suggests that most of our food still comes from small farmers, small plots, small acreages, and they're talking globally, not in the U.S. Our technology and the way we've developed here has basically uh, is basically squeezing the small farmer out of the marketplace. On the other hand, we're seeing more and more development of people with five, ten acre plots moving out in the extended burbs, the ex-burbs, who may have small acreages, have a few chickens, maybe have a steer, might have a couple of goats, have a garden. So when they consume their own product and their own produce. Uh, that too goes into the uh, the data 
uh, the algorithms for measuring where people's food come from. So I think it's a fascinating thing to look at. Um, and it also gives you a sense of where trends might be going. Another article I would suggest is from uh, Sunday, the 25th, today, from The Hustle. That's a newsletter I get. I love it. It's, it's phenomenal. It's teasing. But this article is great. It's why are used cars so expensive right now? A lot of illustrations, explanations, and basically it goes back to that chip issue that we have, that semiconductor issue we have. But they lay it out beautifully. And uh, take a look at it if you got the time. The Hustle, H-U-S-T-L-E, just a, a great, great article. And the final article I want to recommend to you is from the Pew Research Center. I get their da- data. I get Rasmussen. I get, an, I get a bunch of them. I haven't done anything with Frank Luntz, Luntz lately because it's turned out he's, a, he's an idiot. But anyway, this is from their report on July 21st, and it's about the COVID-19 and the economy, the Pew Research Center. It's called pewresearch.org, P-E-W, pew.org. And it's talking about economic attitudes improve in many nations, even as the pandemic continues to linger. And as you know, every day they're coming out with new cries and new fears and uh, all kind. you know, the, the Delta variant is more deadly than the other variant, though I haven't seen, I've seen case numbers expand in growth because of the variations and the variants going on, and they're blaming all the non-vaxxers for those. But I haven't seen a corresponding increase in hospitalizations, or if they're there, they're, they aren't announcing them. And I certainly haven't seen a corresponding increase in deaths due to the COVID. So I don't know. I don't know. And I've read articles about people being vaccinated, still getting it. So you got to believe your lying eyes, or do you believe what they tell you? They put us right back in the same box each and every time. Well, I want to remind you again, liberty is a state of being, a state of heart, and a state of mind. And that's, that's superlative because government has no heart, no mind, no soul. I encourage you to stay free, be free, and live free. I'm Charlie Earle.